0: Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And joining us is 49ers insider Tracy Sandler, who hosts the Tracy Sandler show for the Believe Network. And since the Texans are rapidly becoming 49ers South, (laughs) I wanted to get you on. Tracy, great to have you. And what's been the reaction from Niners fans about D'Amico leaving San Francisco and landing here with the Texans?
1: Well, I mean, everybody was obviously very sad to be, see D'Amico go, but it was expected. I mean, I, I think we would have all been pretty surprised if he didn't end up with a coaching, a head coaching job this off season. He was a pleasure to cover. He's really just such a fantastic person and fantastic at his job. But it will certainly be a big loss for San Francisco, but something they're getting used to as they seem to lose a coordinator every season right now.
0: Did it seem like D'Amico was just a continuation of Robert Sala when he left the former D.C. there, or was there a difference in personality or a style? What, what was D'Amico like?
1: Definitely difference in personality. I think the, the defense obviously stayed playing at a very high level, and there was a lot of continuity, but D'Amico Ryan certainly brought his own flair and his own personality to the defense, and he's a very different person. But they continued. It wasn't all gas no brakes anymore. Now it was swarm, but a similar mindset, and they continued to – to play fast and, like I said, play at a high level. And there was a lot of continuity that happened there, but he's certainly a a different person, a different style for sure.
0: He sort of has electrified Houston. I mean, is that the sense that you, is that what you guys were thinking was going to happen as soon as he was hired?
1: I would think so, especially because he's going back to where he played and where he had so much success and he was so beloved and I think the Texans could use someone to electrify them and get everybody excited because it's been a tough couple seasons in Houston, but I assume that would be the case because he was so beloved there. And, and they're so excited to have him.
0: Well, the Texans continue to hire 49ers uh, on Tuesday. They hire 49ers secondary coach Corey Unlin as their defensive passing game specialist. But the most important hire here and the one everybody is talking about is Texans OC Bobby Slowick, who spent the last few years coaching the Niners on both sides of the ball last year was the passing game coordinator in a season, Tracy, where you went through four quarterbacks, just a massive challenge for a passing game coordinator. Was Coach Slowick a guy you heard much about this year, or was he on the radar for Niners fans over the last few years?
1: Was certainly on the radar. I think as as each quarterback did go down and the new quarterbacks came in, he was somebody that did become more important, more and more important. Because I've used that word continuity again, and that was something they wanted to keep in the passing game, and he did a good job there. But he was, you know, he was someone that. Maybe wasn't talked about a ton. We as reporters obviously knew about him. We had the opportunity to speak with him a couple times in the offseason. But he was very important to this offense. I would say he and Brian Greasy became two of the most important people in this offense because you had Brian Greasy, who had to coach all these different quarterbacks, and he did so well. And Baldy Slowick who had to keep the chemistry going and keep the game plan going and did a, a really good job, especially when you look to what happened with Brock Curry and him coming in there and those final games and just doing such a fantastic job. So he became somebody that was even more and more important, in my opinion, as the season went on and became more of somebody that was talked about just because of circumstance too.
0: Yeah. I was just wondering, like in, in San Francisco, is there a concern to, to losing all of these type of coaches there? Or do people just feel like we've got a great system in place? We got a good infrastructure. It's not going to matter a whole bunch.
1: I mean, I think there's always a concern, but the thing about having a good coach with a good coaching staff is you lose you lose coaches. And we saw it when Robert Sala left and coaches he took with him. We saw it when Mike McDaniel left and coaches he took with him. And they do tend to bring in more talent, and they, they keep it going. But, of course, it's an adjustment. I mean, I always felt a little bit at the beginning of the season when the 49ers started slow on offense. There were a number of things that happened for Salt. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have an offseason. season. Trey Lance goes out very early in week two. So there were a lot of things to make up for there, but I think there was also a chemistry thing going on with all of these new coaches and these new players. So it's always going to be an adjustment. I don't think there's a concern that they won't find people to replace them, but it is an adjustment year after year. But again, that's what happens. If you have such a good coaching staff you are going to lose them to opportunity.
0: Yeah, sure. Success breeds it. And I, I got to ask you about the free agency because, um, You know, that's something that is coming up, I think, quicker than people realize. And the best way, uh, by the way, the best way to support us is subscribe and comment on YouTube. Listen to us on the run by subscribing on your favorite podcast app. Tracy, a lot of Texan followers are wondering if D'Amico might bring some free agents over from the Niners. And I want to ask you about a couple of players that may or may not be on the radar for the Texans, uh, but I think they should be. 30-year-old center Jake Brendel is in his first year as a starter in San Francisco For those that don't know, he was a Pro Bowl alternate. He graded out third among NFL centers in pass blocking. What are you hearing about the 49ers re-signing him? And what did you think of Brendel this season?
1: I think Brendel did a fantastic job this season. And it was tough because they lose their all-pro center to retirement. You have, And also, again, going back to the number of quarterbacks, the 49ers went through technically four quarterbacks, obviously going through the NFC Championship game. But throughout the regular season, Three different quarterbacks, and so Jake Rundle was someone I actually got the opportunity to talk to a lot because I did I did a story on the offensive line and talked to him about it. And you know his thinking was, we, we have to block for who's ever there and who's ever behind me. Is you know I'm going be the center for. But I think it's very impressive how well he did, especially having gone through so many quarterbacks. So I think for San Francisco, it's a somewhat important signing because you want to keep that chemistry on the offensive line, and you're going to have a second-year quarterback coming in and Brock Purdy. Yes, there may be a quarterback competition, but this really is Brock Purdy's job to lose. And I think you want to keep things as continuous as you can for him in that offensive line. So I think it does become a very important signing for San Francisco. Michael Lynch, also a free agent. So the offensive line becomes very interesting in the free agent world. I think he did a fantastic job. The Texans are probably going to end up with a rookie quarterback. You want probably a veteran there with him at center to help him adjust to the NFL. But I think that's going to be an important one for San Francisco to try to get him back just because of the job he did. And I mean, continuity seems to be my theme of the podcast. But for continuity's sake, I think it is important for their offensive line.
0: Where does he rank in the list of priorities for the 49ers offseason and free agents? Because I saw a pretty good list of 49ers free agents, and there's not a lot of money, right?
1: No, there's not a ton of money. And they do have a lot of free agents. In terms of where he sits in the, like where he would rank, I, I couldn't give you an exact number. To me, it would be relatively high, just because offensive linemen and good centers are, don't grow on trees and that you don't come by them easily. And they may not be able to bring back Mike Lucci. So it, 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 he just may end up being too expensive, and he's earned that. So, you know, in terms of continuity, but as you said, they have a number of free agents and a number of free agents on defense a couple of particular that I can think of that may rank a little bit higher than
0: Jake Bradley. Now there's a guy that could be a potential Texans target linebacker, Aziz Alshair. And I've read he's likely not going to be signed by, by the Niners. The 25 year old, for those who don't know, was an undrafted uh, player a few years ago Had a breakout season in 2021. This past year, he dealt with an injury that cost him playing time, but last season, 102 tackles and 13 starts. But because of the injury, and Greenlaw's nice season. He went from playing 89% of the snaps uh, the previous year to this year he was at 42%. What can you tell us about him? And is that somebody that you're just expecting to lose? Because that's that's what I'm hearing.
1: I would expect that he will they will lose him because they've been so lucky. They've had this incredible linebacker trio of Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Aziz Shayer. And, I mean, that just doesn't necessarily happen. But Aziz Shayer has played, even with the industry at a level, enough that he really deserves to be a starter somewhere so i would imagine he is somebody that they are going to lose because as we talked about they do have so many free agents and not a lot of money and they do have fred warner and drake greenlaw so I, I would expect that he would not be back in san francisco and i think that would be somebody who'd be a really good fit for the texans and for
0: just out of curiosity while i got you here I'm, I'm interested what are the 49ers fans thinking as far as the quarterback next year and what do you do about Trey Lance and where do they feel about Purdy? Do they think that he's the guy you go with at this point or how do you handle all that?
1: I, mean, I think it's Brock Purdy. Certainly. I don't, I don't notice. Like what the, I think fans are definitely uh, on on the Brock Purdy trade and a hundred percent as a reporter covering the team. I mean, from what I've seen, Brock Purdy has earned that job. I mean, he, to me, he's done everything he could do and showed everything he had to show to get that job. And I've had a couple people say to me, but the Edison championship game, well, the Edison championship game is UCL was torn on, you know, the second play or very early in the game. So to me, this is Brock Purdy's job. I think there will be a quarterback competition and training camp between him and Trey Lance. But to me, it's way more Brock's job to lose than Trey Lance's job to win. And I think as of right now, they keep Trey Lance on the roster. He is Brock Purdy's backup. The question is, do they bring in a veteran so that they have a third guy in there, but that gets tricky too. If you're committed to Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, you're only going to be able to bring in a veteran at such at a certain level because that person really isn't going to play. But to me, Brock Purdy is going to be QB one of the San Francisco 49ers next year. It looks like it will be a six month rehab for him, and he really has shown that he deserves a job. And something I talk about a lot is what has stood out to me is how much Kyle Shanahan trusts Brock Purdy. And that's not necessarily something we've ever seen with him
0: and other quarterbacks. Yeah. It's interesting because you never get a, a starting quarterback with the seventh round pick and the Texans are trying to figure out what they're going to do. And they're at, at, at spot two and it's nerve wracking to try to come up with a quarterback uh, in that spot. But, you know, to to have a guy in the seventh round, it would just be, you know, that, that that's an amazing thing to happen with the 49ers. And I guess as a fan base, you're just, you know, if, if you could pull this off, this is the all time coup. I think this is this good. This is back to Tom Brady in the sixth round, you know, 20 years ago.
1: It does. And I think the thing with the draft is though, and I, I say this a lot around draft season, there are 32 teams and there are only so many picks, and the, the 49ers have actually historically been really good at finding gems in those later rounds. George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Fred Warner, not the seventh round, but in later rounds and, there's only so many positions, so many players, so many teams. The have also done a really good job with undrafted guys, as we talked about Aziz Alshair, Emmanuel Mosley is one. So they they are good at this, uh, and so it would be surprising, but I do think with the way the league is now and the way the draft goes and all of that, it may not be down the road as shocking as it seems. But, of course, seventh round, last pick in the draft. But the other thing I say to people all the time is they've said, well, but they've traded up. So what do they do? I thought they traded the future for Trey Lance. You know, if there's no Trey Lance, there's no, they don't track Brock Purdy. So sometimes things just work out. And I also think Brock Purdy really benefited four years of college and playing a lot of football and then being behind Trey Lance all through the off season learning and, and learning from Nate Sudfeld and then being behind Jimmy Garoppolo all season playing against the 49ers defense as a scout team quarterback, a lot of things worked out well for him, and he's also tremendously talented, and it's quite a story. And should he end up being their franchise quarterback, it's an even better story.
0: Oh, my goodness, yeah. And just uh, we, we hope to one day get a quarterback again. Uh, we've gone through this mess before, and it's a, it's a long process. But uh, if people, Texans fans, for sure, are following everything that's going on with the 49ers right now, and I'm sure they want to know, you know, if they have any questions, maybe how we can reach out to you or uh, how to get the show so we'll, we can listen back to your old shows and see what you think about certain players or certain coaches.
1: Absolutely. Well, You can try to find the Tracy Sandler Show on Apple and Spotify. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at 49ersFangirl, on Instagram at Tracy Sandler, and those are probably the best ways. And then our website, fgsn.com. But we we've, we've talked about a lot of the things we're talking about now on the Tracy Sandler Show. So definitely check
0: that out and continue to check it out over the next couple of weeks. Oh, for sure. And looking forward to see what you guys, uh, all the guys that you have got <laughs> over the years and see if they can have success for us. Like we could take some of that. That would be, this is, this has been a real down part, as you can imagine in, in Texans history. So uh, it'd be great to bring a little bit of 49ers fives, but Hey, thanks so much for doing this and coming on with us on short note. I just got you in short notice. So it was just so nice of you to do this. Thanks a lot. you're listening to houston sports talk hey don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on youtube you can always listen to us on spotify apple or your favorite podcast app tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media spread the word everybody thanks for listening